Thank you, Pastor, for allowing me to, to teach this lesson. Um, I was super excited that Pastor uh, chose to go through this series because it's, it's basic fundamentals. Um, and there's nothing wrong with going back to the fundamentals. Sometimes we forget things and sometimes we, we miss things. Um, the, the simple things become the deepest things. And that's what I love about the, sim the, the fundamentals. That's what I love about simple things because we tend to miss it. But God will reveal it in different ways. And I'm so glad he's allowed us to go through this journey of um, the, the simple uh, ways of salvation. How many of you guys are enjoying this, uh, enjoying this, uh, this lesson, this series of what has been brought forth? I know we're, we're in the third lesson, but how many have received from the, the first lesson? It, it, it may be basic, it may be simple to some, but was there, do you guys feel like there was something you pulled from that? What about the, the second lesson? Um, th those, are, those were awesome messages. I, I love them both, Pastor and uh, Deacon Ernest. Um, <clears throat> I'm just going to do a quick recap, kind of just bring everything together from the, the, the first lesson up until now, how this is all tying and connecting together. So with the first lesson, um, the, the question was asked, what must I do to be saved? And um, we, uh, Pastor went into the story of Paul and Silas of what happened, how they worshiped their way out. God broke the, the, the shackles on them, opened up the doors, and uh, it, it terrified the, the guard. And it, in that moment, uh, Paul and Silas were able to minister to that guard. And that's what caused the belief in that whole um, <clears throat> first lesson was about believing, believing in um, who Jesus is, believing in what he did and what he gave. And who Jesus is was uh, God manifested in the flesh what he did. Um, he died as a perfect sacrifice for a payment of our sins. He gave us a clean slate so we may have everlasting life with him. We may have salvation. So that's what the first lesson was about, believing. The second lesson, Deacon Ernest uh, taught awesomely was about uh, faith forward, uh, faith toward God. And believing is, is, is one thing. You can believe in like, okay, I, that, I understand that. But to have faith, and, and he talked about how faith is, it, it essentially means to trust in God. To believe and have an understanding of something is one thing, but to have faith, to put your trust in something that may be uncertain to you of like, I, I, I know this might happen, but, but there is this possibility, but I'm still going to trust God that you're still going to do it, even though it seems like the odds are against me. And, and that's, that's what it was touched about, is having faith in, in who God is, who Jesus is, who he, said he, he says he is, and keeping his promises. And that's what it was all about, faith, faith in Christ uh, and what he's done for us and who he is. So we talked about believing. We talked about faith. Believing in faith. And, and, and I'm starting to see a pattern in this lesson. I don't know if you guys see it. Um, but but it, it, for me, I'm gonna, uh, the opening scripture that we're going to be using, it's not in the lesson, but I just felt like we had to use this, this um, passage of scripture. And the way these le this series is starting off, believing, having faith, it gets into, it reminded me of Acts chapter 2, verse 38. And what we're talking about in lesson three is repentance from dead works. Repentance from dead works. And our opening scripture is going to be in Acts chapter uh, two, 
beginning with verse 36. Very familiar scripture, but hopefully you guys catch what, what God was showing me in these first two lessons and how it's starting to connect with today's lesson. So Acts chapter 2, and just so you guys are aware, if you're um, reading from your Bible app, I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation, NLT. <clears throat> so starting with verse 36, it says, uh, this is Peter speaking to the people. He said, so let everyone in Israel know for certain that God made this Jesus, whom you crucified, to be both Lord, which is God, and the Messiah, which means that the Savior <clears throat> in verse 37, Peter's words pierced their hearts, and they said to they said to him and to the other apostles, brothers, what should we do? Then Peter he responded to them. Peter replied in verse 38, he said, Each of you, you no, know, each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The promise is to you, not just to you, but it's to you, where is it, verse 30, okay. to you, to your children, and those far, uh, far away, all who have been called by the Lord our God. Verse 40, then Peter continued to preach for a long time. He learned from his, his rabbi, he learned from his teacher to be long-winded. It says, then Peter continued to preach for a long time, strongly urging all his listeners, save yourself from this corrupt generation. Verse 41, those who believed what Peter said were baptized and added to the church that day, and about 3,000 in all were baptized and added to the church. So it was the belief the faith in the message, believing in, in, in the message that Peter was preaching, the faith in who the message was about that caused them to repent. <clears throat> if we can bow our heads and just say a quick word of prayer. Thank you, Jesus, for this day. We thank you for waking us up this morning, for giving us the ability that we have, the health that we have, for, for doing all that you have done for us, for making a way of salvation, for uh, making a way of escape from our sin, for from uh, the life that we once were living. Uh, we thank you for all that you've done for us. We thank you for this time um, that, that you have blessed us with to be here. And we thank you for this building to be able to come together corporately to be able to listen to what you have to say in person or online. We thank you for all of that, God, the little and the big things. We thank you for all of that. And we ask that you would remove the spiritual earwax from our ears and you would soften our hearts to be able to feel what it is and hear what you want us to uh, hear and remove the calories from our eyes so we can see what it is that you want us to see and open up and expand our brains to be able to uh, re be receptive and to, to uh, keep the information that you give to us today. We ask all these things uh, in your name to be glorified uh, for the enhancement of your kingdom in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. So we're talking about repentance today. We, we use the book of Acts uh, chapter 2 as a reference of how Peter, he spoke of um, to, to repent. He told him to believe in this message of, of the, the person that you crucified, that you accused of being a false messiah, that person 
who proved himself was uh, fulfilled what the prophets have said. He has done so. So believe that he is what he says he is. Have faith in it and now repent for what you did, for uh, accusing him of false accusations, for crucifying him. Repent for those sins so that you may have everlasting life. And your children and all those far off will have it. You can receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. You can be brought into God's kingdom. So he's telling repent, repent. Now, when we look at this, what is repent? So, um, in your notes, you'll see that the word repentance, there's two different forms of the word repentance. What we're going to be speaking on is one particular. We're going to focus on that one because that one form of repent is essential to our salvation. In verse 38, when Peter says the word repent, the way he's using it in this <clears throat> in this text is um, it comes from the Greek word, I believe, hopefully I'm pronouncing it right. The Greek word is uh, metenio, metenio, which means to think differently, to change one's mind, purpose, or opinion. So now that we understand, when he was telling them, he said, repent. He said to think differently, to change your minds, change your, your purpose, change your, your opinions, change your perspective of what you, you once thought Jesus was, let, and change it uh, to, to be able to see who he is. Turn from, from uh, your sins, turn from the, your opinion, your view, uh, your, your thinking of sins. Turn from that and see that Christ is what he says he is and he will do in your life what he says he will do. So repent, it means to turn. It means to think differently, to change your mind and your opinion of, of your sin. <clears throat> After believing, um, after believing, then they had faith <clears throat> or trusted in God. It was, it was the, the natural response that they had. Repentance followed. <clears throat> and we see that uh, repentance, in the notes, you'll see that repentance is an inward uh, work that God, that, uh, that God allows us to feel freely. It is, it is something that uh, we have to choose to do. God doesn't put us put it in our faces, and he doesn't force us into repentance. It's something we have to choose to do. So it, it is something that God freely gives unto us. And, and you see that in, in the book of Acts. He didn't tell them, you better repent. He doesn't force them into repentance. They asked him, what do we do? And he said, you're asking me? Now make the choice. Repent. Repent. So it is a free uh, um, act free a free um, choice that we make and it is an inward choice and repentance it's an action though although it is inside and it's internal it's it's an action that we take and it's something that that's obvious and it's known to God it's known to ourselves and it's known to others it's something that 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 is evident when somebody repents when somebody thinks differently of their sin when somebody uh, um, their opinion changes of their their sin it it, it begin they begin to follow um so <clears throat> uh, so we know repentance is an action so now why is why is repentance so important why did peter urge them to repent <clears throat> peter he he urged them to repent because sin is something that we were born into 
We were born into this. It's something we cannot uh, uh, shake. It's nothing we can uh, try to hide from. We were born into it because of the fall of, of Adam. Sin entered into the world because of, of the sin that Adam did. And we'll, when we uh, look at the book of Romans chapter 5, I'm going to be jumping around. It's going to be verses 12, starting, starting verse 12. Book of Romans chapter 5, verse 12. And it says, when Adam sinned, uh, yeah, when Adam sinned, sin entered into the world. Adam's sin brought death. So death spread to everyone for everyone's sin. So when you enter into this world, you're born into sin because what Adam did in verse 15, I'm going to jump down to that. And it says, but there is a greater difference between Adam's sin and God's gracious gift. For the sin of this one man, Adam, brought death to many. But even greater is God's gracious, I'm sorry, but even is God's wonderful grace for his gift of forgiveness to many through this one man, Jesus Christ. In verse 18, yes, Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everyone, but Christ's one act of righteousness brings a right uh, relationship with God, a new life for everyone. In verse 19, because one person who disobeyed God, many became sinners. We're talking about Adam, but because the other man obeyed Jesus, he obeyed God. Uh, many will be made righteous in verse 21, finishing off with verse 21. So just as sin ruled over all people and brought them to death, now God's wonderful grace um, rules instead, giving us right standing with God and resulting in eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. <clears throat> so we see sin it results in death. It's a physical and a spiritual death. It's a separation from God. And this is the payment uh, that, that we receive for our sin. And it's just like a job. You go to work, you put in the hours, you receive a paycheck for those hours that you receive. Because we are sinful, our, our nature is sinful, that's the payment that we receive is death, a separation from God. That's what essentially sin is, is separating from God. And then uh, when we look at uh, the book of Romans chapter 6, verse 23, and it says, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. So when, uh, when we repent, when uh, we, we come and we change our thinking, our opinion, uh, the way we, we uh, perceive sin, and we... Uh, apply that faith to Christ, then that's when we're going to receive an um, eternal life. <clears throat> verse five, uh, Romans uh, chapter 5 and verse 6, it shows us that our sin, our dead works, results in a payment of death, a separation from God. But Christ made this payment for us um, and freely gives us a salvation through his payment of his blood, through the faith, through believing in him and having faith in him. And uh, the question now, now that we understand what faith, what uh, repentance is, it's a, it's a change, uh, thinking differently, a change of opinion, and we understand that it, it's why it's important to repent because we're born into the sin um, because of Adam. <clears throat> um, so now the question comes up: Why, why must we repent? Why should we repent? And in the book of Galatians, we'll see the reason why we should repent. Galatians chapter five beginning with verse 16, and it says, So I say, 
let the Holy Spirit guide your life, then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. <clears throat> the sinful nature wants to do evil, which is the opposite of what the, the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desire that are, are the opposite of the sinful nature, uh, that the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you are, you are not free to carry out your good intentions because the, the sinful nature is fighting against the Spirit, so it's difficult to carry out those good intentions. But, in verse 18, but when you, uh, when you are directed by the Spirit, you are under objection. You, you are not un- under objection of the law of Moses. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results is clear, very clear. Uh, these are the results of the sin is sexual morality, um, impurity, lust, um, ple- lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcerers, um, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, um, outburst of anger, sinful, uh, sorry, selfish ambition, um, the, um, uh, division and envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and others like these sins. So he he's he's uh, opening up like things that are similar to this. Uh, let let me tell you again, as I as I have before, that anyone giving any sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. So this is a big reason why we must, because our sinful nature it wars against the Spirit, the Holy Spirit that God puts in us. There, there is a fight between the spirit <clears throat> and our flesh. When we want to do good things, the, the, the flesh doesn't allow us to. And, and, and there, so there's that war. The reason we need a, re, uh, why we must repent is because, um, we won't inherit the kingdom of God. If we don't turn from our sins, our perspective, our thinking of sin, then, uh, then we're going to be falling into that category where we will not inherit the kingdom of God. And then in the book of Hebrews, chapter 9, uh, verses 11, it explains uh, a reason, another reason, a positive reason why we must uh, uh, repent. In verse 11, it says, So Christ has now become the high priest over all good things that have, uh, that have come or that are about to come. <clears throat> he, he has entered the greater, more perfect tabernacle in heaven, which was not made by human hands and <clears throat> is not part of the great the the created world of this created world <clears throat> with his own blood not the blood of goats and calves he entered into the holy place once and for all no, no sorry once for all time and uh, secured our redemption forever under the old system the law the blood of goats bulls and the ashes of a um, Hifar um, could cleanse people's bodies from ceremony and purity. Just like, uh, just think how much more the blood of Christ will pure, uh, purify our consciousness from our sinful deeds, our dead works, so that we can worship the living God um, by the power of the eternal Spirit of Christ, offering Him, uh, offering Himself to God a perfect sacrifice for our sins. So this is a, a, a positive note of why we must uh, repent because um, 
Jesus, he took that place of the high priest. So there's no more uh, tabernacle that we need to go to. There's no more high priest that we need to go to like they did in the Old Testament. Because Jesus took on that role as the high priest. The per- and he went to the perfect tabernacle in heaven and used his blood as the, the offering. So that that can be what washes away our sin. It could be, that will be our, our sacrifice. And this is why we must believe in Christ, have faith in Christ, and must repent for our, our dead works, our sins, and um, we'll, we'll let God do a transformation in us. When we repent and we uh, turn away, we think differently of our, our sins. Um, this is where we're going to start to come into a place of, of a transformation. And it's not in the notes, but I, I wanted to add this scripture in the book of Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Um, and I like the way the NLT um, puts the, the scripture. And it says, Do not copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. And, no, sorry, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So I, I love the, this scripture, the way it words it in, in this version. And then what caught my attention or what I, I zoned in on was the word transformation. Because he's talking about um, a lot, letting God. That, that's a big thing that he says that I love. He says, let God transform you into a new person. And when we look at that word transform, um, in the Greek, it means metamufu. And that's where we get the word metamorphosis. So he's saying, let God do a metamorphosis in you, turning you into a new person. So what does that word metamorphosis mean? The dictionary defines it as uh, uh, to cause a change, a complete change in form in nature. So it, it's, it's not just like turning. It's not just doing something different. It's not just putting new clothes on. It's, it's a complete change in your form and your nature. Uh, and a great example is, is how caterpillars, they, they look one way for a certain period of their life and they step into a, a cocoon. And after a uh, time, they, they go through a metamorphosis and they come out as a butterfly. And it's the same thing that God does is when, when we repent, we become, we come before Christ, we allow Him to change us. Like Paul says right here, we let Him do a metamorphosis in us. Then you will begin to see a, a new person. People will begin to see a new person. You yourself will see someone different when you look in the mirror. There is a change in the way you think, the way you feel, the uh, way you act. There's a complete change. There's a metamorphosis in you. And as Paul said, let God, let him. You, it's not something that, that God is going to force again. Just like Paul, uh, just like we read Peter, he didn't force them into repentance. It was something that it was, um, it, it was a choice. It was a free will. So you got to let God, you got to allow him to do that, that transformation, that metamorphosis, that change in you. Um, <clears throat> You got to allow him, and it's an inward thing. <clears throat> we got to surrender mentally, physically. We got to humble ourselves and allow God to do it. Uh, we got to allow God to do it. Repent and allow Him to do that metamorphosis in us. The reason God wants us to do uh, to to repent, to think differently, and not copy the behaviors and the cut the yeah, copy the behaviors and the customs of this world, 
is because, uh, and he wants us to go through a metamorphosis or a change in our form and nature, is because sin causes a spiritual death and it causes an eternal separation from God. And that, that is the payment um, from, for our sin. So an example I want to get into is uh, the book of Luke chapter 15. And this is a very popular uh, story. Uh, it's the prodigal son. <clears throat> so the, the story of the prodigal son, book of Luke chapter 15, beginning with verse 11. And it, it reads, um, to illustrate, this is Jesus speaking to the Pharisees. He said, to illustrate the point further, Jesus told them uh, this story. A man had two sons. The younger son told his father, I want, I want my share of your estate now before you died. So his father agreed to divide, to divide his wealth between his sons. When his son finally, in verse 17, uh, when his son finally uh, came to his senses, he said to himself, at home, even the hired servants had more food had, had um, sorry, the hired servants had food enough to spare. And here I'm dying of hunger. And I'm going to jump to verse 20. And it says that he returned to his father. Uh, so he returned to his father a while, and a while, while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming. Filled uh, uh, filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. Um, in verse 21, it says, His son said to his father, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Verse 22, But his father said, <clears throat> said to the servants, Quick, bring the finest robe in, in the house and put it on him. Bring a ring and put it on his finger and sandals for his feet. And verse 23, and kill the, kill the calf we have been fattening. We must celebrate with a feast for this son of mine was dead and now has returned to life. He, he was lost, but now <clears throat> he is found. So we must begin a party. So there was a celebration because his son, in, in, in this story, it says that he came to his senses in verse 17. He came to his senses. He, he came to a realization of, of what he was doing. It was, it, was, it was wrong the way he was living. He was in a bad situation. Um, he even said it. He had better. Uh, his, servants, his father's servants had it better. And uh, something I want to point out, too, about where... where talking about or i've mentioned is um the free choice the free will and in verse 12 of this story the father you notice like the father he didn't try to argue with the son he didn't try to persuade him he didn't try to convince him of uh, to stay or anything different um he just let his son go he gave him his share he gave him his portion and he let his son do what he wanted to do he gave him that choice he gave him that free will and it's the same with God. God gives us that choice. He gives us the free will to either choose Him or to choose um, the, the ways of our flesh. And He also gives us the choice to repent or to not repent. And, <clears throat> and uh, so when the son came to his senses, 
uh, that's when there was a change of mind. There was, uh, there was a re- he, he repented. And, and something that was, I, I found interesting is the son, he lived in his father's house his whole life. He was raised um, <clears throat> however his father raised him. And, and, uh, but yet he chose to go off and do these things. And it reminded me like that there's times where people who sit in the chairs, who have been in church, grew up in church, or are here today. There, there's people that have uh, been around church, but yet they have not come to a place of repentance. They, they may have uh, let go of certain things or look a certain way, but there's uh, something in them that hasn't been fully repentant. And that's, we see that example with the son. He lived with the father. Uh, he probably obeyed his father, everything that he said or did, but there was just a day where he, he came to he, he came to a point where he said, you know what, I'm going to do my own thing. But the, he, then he came to a place of repentance. And I just wanted to use that as an example because it's something that God, I feel like God wants us to, to see is like, even though we're in church, even though we're in the building, we still have not fully repented of certain things and we need to come to a place of repentance. Um, so, so just to... Uh, just to kind of come to a close, wrap everything up. Um, I just wanted to be, be real brief in, in this lesson because there's so much information, so much scriptures. I just wanted to answer a couple of points that gets us to understand of what repentance is and, and why we need to do it. And when uh, somebody asks us <clears throat> of what we believe, why we believe, and why do we repent, why do we need to repent, and I hope these are simple points that I have brought to you guys today <clears throat> to understand and how to explain. Is like we've answered the question of what is repentance, and it's it's a simple answer is just to think differently. It's to change one's mind, and we've answered the question of why uh, repentance is so important. It's so important because Adam he brought sin into this world. When we come into this in this earth. We, um, we're, we are just sinful beings. So it's important that we... Uh, repentance is important because we're born into sin. And we are separated from God. And we, we go through a physical and spiritual death. Um, and then we also went over uh, the question of why, why must we repent? And the simple answer is... Um, Sin doesn't allow us to, to inherit the kingdom of God. We won't see heaven if we don't turn from our sin. And another reason why we must repent is because Christ already paid that payment with his blood. We don't have to do any works. We don't have to bring any sacrifices. What they used to do in the Old Testament, through our faith, our, through believing our faith in Christ, our sins are washed away and we repent. We think differently. Then we're able to step into the place where we can inherit the kingdom of God. So I hope, I hope that's simple, simple enough for you. And then uh, we talked about how in uh, Romans, um, it, it showed us uh, when we repent, when we surrender to God and we let him do a metamorphosis in us, a change in our form and our character, uh, to become a new person in our thinking, our character, and our nature. So, so God is is 
through this lesson, I hope we're beginning to see of what repentance is, why it's important, why we must do it, and what happens when uh, we repent. There is a change in, in everything about us internally, externally, and as we mentioned earlier, it's, it's something that's evident to God, to others, and to ourselves. And going back to our opening scripture, this is, this is why Peter said this, um, that in, in verse 38 of the book of Acts chapter 2, he tells them to repent of your sins and turn to God. Repent and turn to God because thinking the way you have been about your sin is not going to, to allow you to inherit the kingdom of God. So we must think differently about our, our sin. And we must turn to God because He's the only one that can fix us. He's the only one that can change us. He's the only one that can do the metamorphosis in us, that can change um, our form and our nature, the way we think. So I, I know I was short today. Um, I just wanted to bring um, a simple uh, message of, of repentance. So it's um, easily easy for everybody to understand and to be able to give an account like the Bible says. So um, God bless you.